happy Monday morning. It's Fightful Overbooked. It's in the weeds. I'm Atrial Pearl. Jeremy Lambert's here. We're going to start our morning with the wrestling talk that we always do. Jeremy, how was your weekend? How are you doing? Sucked. Horrible. Really? Awful. No. Yeah. Oh, dear. What happened? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. All right, well, why, about it. Why, why would I want to talk? You know what happened this weekend. You see my tweets. You're right. I'm sorry. I saw them, but also I don't register much in terms of the sports conversation. Ryan Reynolds is going to purchase the Ottawa Senators for a cool billion dollars. So that's all I got in sports. And for some reason, the Toronto Maple Leafs are moving on to the second round, even though they made a deal with the devil in the 60s to never make it past the first round again. I'm very happy for Maple Leafs and, and their fans. Uh, I actually like like that team. They I like like Austin Matthews. I kind of root for John Tavares. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly can be like a jerk and said some mean things about the Abs, but like he plays hard and stuff. I, I like that team. I, we got we got friends there. Uh, Pagus Berto is a Maple Leafs fan. Um, Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, we have uh, the the wife and I have friends who are Maple Leafs fans. They're very happy for me when the Abs one last year. So I, I was rooting for the, for the Maple Leafs. Um, look, look, Tampa didn't need to win anymore. Right. Like they've already won two. They went, they made it to the finals last year. So I was happy for the Maple Leafs. Um, but otherwise it was a terrible weekend in sports. So let's pull away from sports. How was your weekend? Otherwise, was it good? Did you at least have a good non-sports? Oh, it ruined my entire weekend, Joel. Uh, I, I could have gotten I could have gotten married on Saturday and my weekend still would have sucked if the Avs had lost game seven on Sunday like they did. Now I know why you got married when you got married. <laughs> someone, yeah. Someone said, yeah, you should get married in like April, May. And you were like, mm, not happening. You want me to be miserable? I was not planning the wedding around NHL playoffs. Absolutely. I, we did it in October because it's like, oh, start of the season, whatever. And then football season i knew the panthers were going to be bad last year so we, we got married on the day of a, a panthers game and i didn't i didn't care about about that because i knew the panthers were going to be bad who cared wasn't getting married around hockey time playoffs you kidding me i'd get divorced the next day i remember that panthers game conversation because uh Cassidy haynes from body slam was at the wedding and he was like giving you the scores every few minutes <laughs> Yeah, he, he they played the Falcons that day. He's a Falcons fan. Uh, That's right. Yeah, out, yeah. and uh, my my pals uh, Todd Bergman and and Steve Cook from the old four one one days. Shout out to them. Uh, T Berg is a is a Panthers fan, so he was also updating me on the scores and stuff. Yeah, did didn't care. Sean Rossap was you know very excited that we scheduled the wedding on a Bengals off day. So I remember. Yeah. Pretty sure he would have just skipped our wedding so he could go just watch the Bengals game. Not even go to the game, just like sit in his house and watch the game. It's true. A little known fact about us wrestling people. We may sit in front of cameras and talk about wrestling, but there's nothing we would rather do more than sit at home and do absolutely nothing. There's nothing us wrestling fans like to do more than not watch wrestling when we don't have to. That's valid. That's always the weirdest thing. It's like, so what would you be doing if you, it's like, I hate, not I hate wrestling, but like, I'm sick of wrestling. What would you rather be doing? I don't know because I like wrestling too much. <laughs> or like, I would rather be talking about wrestling than doing anything else. I get it. <sighs> what an interesting weekend this was. 
We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I don't think we have to talk about CM Punk showing up at Impact, but we'll talk about Impact later because someone else decided to show up at Impact, which is good. I'm excited. Um, and then later on at 11 o'clock, our buddy Cole Radrick's going to be joining us new blp champion isn't he i need a new computer everyone donate to the jeremy lambert computer fund i do too much work and this thing is completely dying on me it's time for jeremy to get a new computer and expense fightful we could do it i yeah i mean i'll i you know the computer that i want i don't think they're gonna <laughs> expense for me i gotta get a mac if- like you know that's that's all i work on I guess. I mean, you can get a, a Mac Mini. Use that screen that you have from your gaming PC. No, no, no. Can't do all that. I like my my laptop, and I like. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to do like a Mac Mini type of thing and do all that. I, I I like the setup as it is. Just this computer. I can't expense this. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap are going to yell at me if I expense this. What I if told Sean you, I was? What if they give you half? I take that. I take that, honestly. I told Sean I was going to expense a $300 light so he'd stop yelling at me about my lights. And he was like, yeah, can't do that. So I don't think he's going to be happy if I expense a $1,300 computer. Well, I mean, don't give him a $300 light when there are $50 lights out there. Now you're just throwing shade at the system. Throwing shade. Very good, Joe Pearl. You're I, got a, I got a $20 light. Hopefully, you know, where where's Sean and his eggs to show up and you know, commend, talk about my light here that I'm very well lit from the front. There's still a shadow over this way, I'm you sure. Say, you can still have the backlighting on. You can still have that that, that it room. Looks, I don't know how that's gonna look though. Well, so I'm the reason why I have these lights behind me, the RGB lights, the color lights, is because they actually help the the front pop better and because otherwise i look washed out with the background so it actually um, helps some backlighting well whatever i'm sure he'll show up in a half hour and be like jeremy your lighting still sucks like, thanks sean thanks for making me feel worse about things i appreciate you so cole radrick's gonna join us at 11 o'clock new blp champion uh i'm excited for that it's gonna be a good chat and of course we're gonna talk about the wwe draft we'll talk about some AEW stuff and uh, let's let's open up with some good news, Jeremy. How about that? All right. What's good in the world of professional wrestling, Joel? We need a good news like bumper here when we do have good things to talk about because it always feels very rare. Be careful what you wish for. Tim will make it, and it will make everyone <laughs> feel very awkward and laugh hysterically. I played the intro for Kate, by the way, last night on the show because she had not uh, she hadn't seen the In the Weeds intro, which I get it because it plays at the top and not everyone's here for the beginning of the show. Uh, but I played it for her, and she was just laughing because it's so asinine. Whatever Tim made for us, just perfect. I love it. Anyway. She should, she should go back and watch the show from the start, you know, like a true That's, a true supporter. And leave a thumbs up on the video, by the way. While you're here, you may as well. What do you got to lose? Eh? Do that. And maybe if you're watching us on Facebook land, you can go leave the heart or the, the happy or the care emoji. You know, the one where he's hugging the heart because he cares about you and he's worried about your well-being. Well, that's Jeremy right now. We're worried about his well-being after the NHL playoffs. So let's uh, let's give him the heart, the caring heart. Uh, what was I going to say? Yes, yeah, so some good news this morning. Uh, we found out last night that Richard Holiday of MLW fame, who's now uh, no longer with MLW, he's, he's, he's done there, but he announced that he is in remission. And that's some wonderful news uh, just to, to hear that. He actually made the announcement at a show, did he not, Jeremy? 
Yeah, uh, Glory Pro, I believe he made it. And then he just tweeted it this morning as well, in case people didn't see it at the uh, Glory Pro show. But yes, he he made that announcement. That's very good news for for Richard Holiday. No idea when he's going to be back in the ring. I hope it's you know he doesn't rush back on anything like that. Um, no, hopefully he just kind of takes it slow. Does what he's able to do and. People are understanding with that, but the big thing is that he is in remission. He's doing better, uh, and he's overcome. He's overcome uh, the cancer. So good on good on Richard Holiday. Shout out to him. Super nice dude as well. I've, I've spoken to him, interviewed him a long time ago, like when I first started with with Fightful. Uh, I interviewed him, and he was he was very kind, um, and very fun, very very uh, personable. So he was he was good, and you know it's good to see good things happen, good people. Yeah, absolutely. So some good news and some more good news to start your morning. Uh, Carmella and Corey Graves announced that they are expecting. Uh, this has been a long and um, emotional process that they've both spoken about openly, especially Carmella. Uh, they announced today that they are expecting in, I believe it was November or October. Uh, either way, November. wonderful. News. It was November. That's great. And uh, they broke the news through ABC News. And then Carmella, of course, ran it through her socials. So good for them, man. I'm so excited. It's good news. Uh, Mella, having not been on TV for a little while, but still involved in community events, um, kind of got me thinking. But of course, it's never anyone else's news to break but the person. It's good to hear that the news being broken is by her and that it's good news and that she and Corey Graves are expecting. Uh, so, Bashaa Tova, if you are a Jew, to uh, to Leah and Corey and, uh, and, and to Sam Adonis, who was on the show a couple of days ago. He, uh, it looks like he's going to be an uncle. So that's some good news, Jeremy. He's already got uh, a couple kids, so he's, he's going to be a further uncle uh, for Sam Adonis. Uh, very great news for Carmel, especially after everything she she went through last year with the endopic uh, pres- endotopic pre- pregnancy. Let me speak correctly, maybe. Um, you know that she she talks about that on WWE after the bell, and that was heartbreaking stuff to hear. And you know the. They waited until she, I think she said she's about completed with the, the first trimester. Wanted to make sure everything was good. Yeah, they're expecting in November. She found out in March. Um, I think she technically wrestled, much like Becky Lynch when, when she wrestled uh, Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania, when she was like technically pregnant, you know, just didn't, early didn't quite know everything. Um, I think she technically wrestled Carmella while while pregnant um but yeah it, it's great news and hopefully everything is is smoothly goes smooth with their pregnancy and delivery and then you know the, the life with the child i can tell you it's a lot <laughs> but there are enough new parents in wwe right now who can uh help navigate and, and of course Corey's a father himself so uh he he has experience dealing with young kids so it's, it's good news. I like this. This is a nice way to start our Monday, Jeremy Lambert. It's the 1st of May, so clearly everything's going to be great this month, right? Yes, hopefully. Hopefully it's a it's a good May for everybody. May, what, are we doing a show on May 4th? That's that, Thursday? Uh, no. That's, yeah, that's Thursday. I fly out that day. Sorry, bud. Where are you going? I'm going to the land of Bret Hart and the Hearts. Calgary? I am. I'm going to go track down Lance Storm and I'm going to be like, hey, give me an interview. And he'll be like, hey, who are you? And I'll be like, he punches you in the face. There are enough impact people who want to punch me in the face, Jeremy Lambert. I don't need another yeah. one. 
Why? I'm still debating, I'm still debating going to London. I got to email their PR and be like, hey, you doing any in-person interviews? And if they say yes, then I might have to go to London for under siege because, uh, as we'll talk about later, the card is shaping up to be uh, really good. So I'd like to see some of the matches that they're building too. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what's going on in the, the good news portion of wrestling. I guess we should move on. You want to you start with some WWE draft talk or do we want to go with something else to start our Monday morning? Is the WWE draft talk like bad news? It's like, hey, we got some good happy news to talk about Richard Holiday's in remission. Carmella is pregnant. Now let's get to the shitty world of the WWE draft. No, you know what? The draft is on Friday. There was some good stuff that came out of it, some questionable stuff. As always, you know, it's uh, it, it's subjective entertainment, Jeremy Lambert. And then it goes again tonight. Tonight's the second night of the draft on Monday Night Raw. Uh, so we can expect a whole lot of weirdness again. Some NXT stars were called up. Some that definitely had us scratching our head uh, from a booking standpoint, for sure. And others that, uh, you know, you, you're just like, cool, it's good to see them. Didn't know where they'd been, but uh, we'll see where they where they go next when it comes to their main roster uh, career, if you will. Uh, notably, Apollo Crews, who was probably drag kicking and screaming from the Performance Center as he was drafted to Monday Night Raw. Poor Apollo. Apollo will be fine. He didn't have anything else to do in, in NXT. Who left you scratching your head? What was the biggest head scratcher of night one of the WWE draft Joel Pearl? Uh, so actually, there are three, three names from the NXT side of things. Two are together in a, in a tag team, and that's Isla Dawn, if you are Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Michael Cole. Couldn't get the name. Once upon a time, uh, Steven Jensen, when he was doing The Weekender and talking about NXT UK, he would do the same thing. I understand. Like, you see, it's ISLA. It's easy to just be like, read the card. You don't know any better. Isla Dawn. Um, so it happens. I, but I laughed. Everyone laughed. Me and Kate went on, like, a, a good 15-minute bit where we're just like, if she gets wet, do you put her in Rice La Dawn? If she's a rapper, is she Obi Trice La Dawn? Like, it, it just went on and on and on. <laughs> So go watch the show from last night, uh, Kate and Joel at eight. So yeah, the, so, so the tag team of Alba fire and Isla Dawn, who are currently the NXT women's tag champions going to, are they going to raw? Are they going to, they're going to raw and that raised no, going to smack going to SmackDown? Sure. Yes. Whatever they went, they went to the main roster. I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you specifically where they went. I know Indy went to raw because the way we're trying uh, to be, trying to be professional here, Joel, they went to SmackDown. How in the weeds are we getting this morning? Let's be honest. We're, we're supposed to be very in the weeds. We've established on Friday. You don't listen to me when it comes to the draft. I had all the insights. I had all the, the correct, the correctness of correctness. And you, you just, you don't listen. Now I'm trying to tell you that they're on SmackDown and trying to present everybody with factual facts and correctness of correctness out here. And you just, just dismissive of me, Joel. I'm tired of it. Hmm. I'm sorry. What was that? Oh my God. Continue. <laughs> Whatever you're talking about, just continue. So Iladon and, uh, Iladon and John and Alba Fire. I was about to say John Alba's fire, uh, as I used to call them on on the screen. They get drafted to the main roster, and I'm only confused because the this they're, they're the NXT Tag Champions. Then they set up a match with Casey Squared, sure, um, but th- again, they're just proving the point that the NXT Women's Tag Titles are the hot potato championship in WWE because literally no team can keep that title for more than you know, 
30 days maybe or one defense we've seen a whole lot of champions not successfully defend those titles in the recent uh in 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 the recent times so them getting drafted is a good thing because they're both talented they're both deserving of it but to do that and and almost uh, i don't know they could drop the titles on tuesday seems to be the most logical explanation uh and then what do you do from there they go and you know they, they go and have their main roster run or they keep the titles and then maybe they're going to fold the NXT women's tag titles into the WWE women's tag titles, which personally, I wouldn't mind it. I think a lot of people have been talking about that. They're not going to do it, they're you don't gonna, think? No, they're not going to do that at all. Why they're going to keep these NXT. No, because they just aren't. I mean, why? why I understand not? you're trying to like... Because this is not what they do. They're, they're just not going to do it. I think they... like. I don't disagree that they, they shouldn't do it because i don't think they have the depth to do two divisions one main roster one nxt and if they're floating titles i mean before they had the nxt women's tag team titles we saw the wwe women's tag team titles defended on nxt so you can float them down to to nxt if you would like to do that Uh, i don't think they have the depth for for two tag team divisions across uh basically two rounds if you want to say it it's three brands that fine but i don't think they have the depth for it but they're not going to do it because they view nxt as a you know it's developmental when they're getting their ass kicked by AEW every week otherwise it's a third brand uh but but they do view it as more of a developmental its own kind of like separate entity type thing so i they're just not going to combine them again if it's their own thing but they're developmental but they're not why keep them what does it accomplish? Because clearly they have no stories. They have no depth. The last opportunity that they had, unfortunately, just tore her ACL. So now Danny Palmer has to find a new tag partner since Saul Ruka is out. And they were starting, seemingly they were starting to start to, to have them become a tag team. So who else is left? Is there anyone left? Does anyone make sense? And on top of that, like, what does it prove to have a women's tag division in NXT when all you do is devalue the titles every time they're put up? They seemingly change hands. I'm with you. I think they could actually, they'd be better served to combine the women's tag titles. And then you have the main roster uh, champions floating to, to NXT. And like that gives NXT a little bit of a boost, especially if, you know, live in so, uh, Raquel are the champions now. So theoretically they're, their main roster stars and they come down there and that helps lift NXT a little bit. It's like, Hey, these raw and SmackDown people are coming down to NXT, but they are kind of treating NXT as like a developmental thing. And it does see like, Oh, look at these raw and SmackDown people who are coming to, to NXT. And it does sometimes just make NXT feel a little bit secondary be because of that. I think if you have the women's tag team titles come down there, it can make NXT feel secondary, but it can also just boost NXT because you have the main roster. It's a balance right on that. Like, does it make the, the, then does it make the women's tag team titles feel secondary in, in that case? Or does it actually help lift NXT? And I think the way they typically present it, it kind of makes it feel a little bit more more secondary than lift. And it depends on like who the champions are. Like if it's Liv and Raquel, because they haven't done much to establish them, it doesn't make it seem all that great. But back to my original thinking on this is I think you should combine it. I think having just one set of tag team champions is better. 
And then I think you should do a secondary women's title in NXT if you want to have more opportunities for the women, like a secondary singles title. Booker T had mentioned this, of doing a secondary singles title. And I think that makes more sense than trying to throw together tag teams that clearly don't have a purpose with each other. I mean, the the only tag team that doesn't feel very thrown together right now is Casey Squared, and they've been in developmental for about a decade. Yeah, they have. Uh, and I think there's there's more to their story than we know with uh, with a call up. And I think they're trying to really fine tune everything with them. They want to make sure that they are specifically ready for a main roster call up when it's when it's time. Um, yeah, it's just someone in the chat mentioned the exact same thing: TikTok rape girls. So uh, I don't necessarily think a secondary women's championship is the is the answer. I don't like the idea of making an intercontinental women's championship or something like that. I just I don't see it. I don't know. I don't see it as, as a proper stepping stone. I don't think, again, that everyone needs a title. Um, but I don't think that there's a women's tag division. Therefore, why have women's tag titles? Let's just fold them up and say we tried and that's it. And you know what? Have the first champions be, you know, the, the last champions or something like that from NXT. Not that Liv and Raquel were the first champions, but I think Raquel was the first champion. Or the second wasn't one. It, wasn't it Raquel and Dakota? Didn't they... I like think it, so, and then they lost it immediately to like Shotzi yeah. and someone else. Yeah. But either way, like if Raquel has that feather in her cap, then that's another thing that you can do. Have her take the NXT women's tag titles in a in a combination, just be like the first and last. So I don't know. It, it's it's an idea, but that was one thing that kind of threw me off was was having the NXT women's tag champions moving up to SmackDown. And then it got even weirder because then you had Indy Hartwell get called up. This is a okay. I was of two mindsets. So yes, absolutely. You've got Dexter and the way. So give you know, give your thumbs up and and keep your mouth shut. That's fine. I get it. And, and Candice LeRae was also in the supplementary draft. She was drafted to Raw, as was Dexter Loomis. So you can only assume that Johnny Gargano is going to go the same way, and that Austin Theory is going to go to SmackDown because Gunter and Imperium were drafted to Raw. Yada yada yada. Try to move the championships. Uh, so with with Indy, she had that really great match the triple threat where she was unfortunately taken out, seemingly injured, hobbled her back way, hobbled her way back in and got the victory retaining her title. She's still the NXT women's champion. Now, one of two things could have happened. You could have had her just drop the title because you knew she was going to be drafted. And then you wouldn't have to do a silly tournament ladder match tags. Whatever you're going to do to get to a new NXT women's champion is not any better than what you just had to do with the ladder match at Stand in the Liver, where your champion forfeited the title and then came back to fight for the title but still didn't win the title. What are we doing here? We're about to do the same thing again in a in a roundabout way with Indy Hartwell, but she's not going to be able to compete. Uh, if she wasn't going to get drafted and she retained the title, what were you going to do? Have her rehab real hard for the next four weeks until Battleground while you determine a number one contender for the women's championship? I was a little miffed as to why she got the call. I think it's good news that she did. I just don't know what they're doing with the NXT Women's Championship. And that is less of a point of intrigue and more of a point of like, what, why? I was more of the why camp than I was the, oh, this is good type camp. What do you think? Indy going to Monday Night Raw. With that type. I don't think they knew she was going to get drafted when they kept the title on her on Tuesday. And I think if they did, they probably would have just like taken the title off of her. 
I mean, maybe not. They, they, they've had their champion. I mean, Braun Breaker won the NXT title on an episode of Raw a year ago, so it's not like they they haven't had the Karrion Cross came up there. Uh, he was still the champion, so it's not like they they haven't had the champion compete on Raw or SmackDown or anything like that. So maybe they did know, but I I think it's I always think it's very dumb when you have the champion who you call up and then they lose the title after you call like they they come off as losers to me in that like you know i i assume isla dawn and alba fire are gonna lose the titles tomorrow and it's like well they should have drafted casey squared instead because they at least win in matches like now you just drafted a couple of losers here in the in the seventh round and same same with indy it's like okay indy's gonna come up is she gonna work both shows or she's just going to lose the title. And then it's like, all right, well, why didn't you draft the person who is now the champion off of this? I don't, I, I understand like people, they're going to have their perception of wins and losses and, and things don't matter and things like that. But this, this is why they have that perception though, is because you lose these big matches and get, Oh, it's do the job on, on your way out and put over people in the te- It's the same territory. It's not like you're going away and you know, okay. You're moving from Memphis to to uh north carolina to georgia to florida to new york and it's all the same territory it's all on television so you need to make wins and losses matter a little bit so indy gets drafted and either she relinquishes the title due to injury which isn't like the worst thing in the world because it at least protects her a little bit uh or she loses the title and it's like all right well now you got this person who was the champion, but is not the champion. She just lost. Everybody cheer for her. And the way stuff is fine. I, it feels like it's a... I think Johnny Gargano t- did himself a disservice by showing how fun he can be in that role because he's they've lost the plot of why people initially got behind Johnny Gargano. And... You know, it's good on him. He probably like extended his career in WWE by showing he can do those things, but he's definitely just not been the the same guy because of it. Uh, the segments have been good, by the way. Like, I actually really loved this stuff. But it, him showing this off is like, oh, we we rooted for underdog Johnny Gargano, and then they lost the plot completely with it, and it's not a same situation as Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, where he was so good that rooted for him, for him initially because of the underdog stuff. He was still champion. And when he's doing like the planet champion stuff with those segments, like that was still really good stuff because he was such a good heel. Gargano is much more in like full on sticky comedy where Danielson still had the seriousness behind some of his comedic uh, promos. I just put I just put it together. Okay. So the way they're gonna they're gonna put most of the way together, but they're gonna it's gonna be the couples, right? It's gonna be Indy and Dexter and Candace and Johnny. Indy's injured, so really moving her up was a way for them to be like, she's on TV, they're gonna introduce her. You'll get to know Indy Hartwell, the character, before you know Indy Hartwell, the wrestler, if you don't watch NXT because she's injured, she can't, she's got a walking boot, so on and so forth. Johnny's also injured right now. So you can start doing a whole bunch of skits 
where the partners are taking care of each other and try like bumbling idiots or at least like you know here's your ice pack oops you know this silly stupid sticky stuff that's that you can so couples they'll do it though. and it's not i'm not telling you it's a good idea by far but it's like it's what they would do is have no, the I, interact that way i agree and like i do expect it i do expect those segments to be good all of them are, are very funny in in this style of comedy it's such just i, I just i guess i just want more for like gargano and, and Candice LeRae in, in this, like it, it's so, it, you know, this, this is, might come off a, a little harsh because get Miz has a job for life when it comes to this stuff. It is such just low level sort of like Miz stuff that it doesn't, I, I just think there should be more with, with Johnny Gargano. And it, it's not the same as it, it's, you know, it's, it's actually worse than, than some of the, the Miz stuff. Cause at least Miz is like working with like celebrities in high profile spots. And they like, same with Sami Zayn. It's like, Oh, Sami Zayn is better than this. Okay. But Sami Zayn's working with, with Johnny Knoxville, like a pop culture icon and, and still getting like a WrestleMania match out of it. Johnny Gargano is just like doing these skits with, with no, you know, eventually I guess he comes back and wrestles and everything, but it's not like he, it's leading to this big like celebrity match for him. He's just doing skits and he's hurt. So you got to do something while he's hurt. And that's, you know, that like, that's a way to at least keep him on television and stuff. Just whenever Gargano's back, I just want more for, I just want to see like Johnny Gargano have good wrestling matches again. I don't want to see this like sticky kind of, kind of stuff like the Grayson Waller feud. What at least there was at least a serious tone to it, which, which was good. Um, I have no time for the Loomis stuff. I, that, you know, bless Dexter Loomis. That man came back. He gets to do, uh, he gets to do his, uh, stalker stuff and whatnot. He, he's wrestled like two matches since then. He's taken maybe three bumps and, you know, he's, he's doing well because of that. Like bless him for, for getting the bag off of that. But like that, that just doesn't appeal to me. I know Johnny Gargano is a great wrestler. I want to see him be a great wrestler. There comes a point in every wrestler's career where they do have to shift their, their ability and not their ability, but their, their way of, of wrestling their you know, their style. Johnny might be on the precipice of that given recent injuries, given how hard he's gone over the last few years. I would love to see Johnny Gargano continue to have the great matches he had in NXT. And even before that, um, but at the same time, how much, how much can you put into that if your body's not letting you? So it's, it's a really weird um, conversation to have, not knowing what limitations, if any, the wrestler of old has now. You know what I'm trying to say? Right, right. Again, I think he extended his career in WWE because of this stuff. Yes. I would just... And it, look, the injuries are hampering him. The injuries are hampering him. I don't want him being out there wrestling and pushing through all of that stuff and making things worse on him. I guess I guess I just want the old Johnny Gargano. That's all. And she, I, I just want his theme back, okay? That's really what all of this is about. I'm mad about the theme change. That sucks. Yeah, I get it. And I agree with you. The The new one is very strange. It's like Judgment Day's version of the Johnny Gargano theme. It's not great. And and the Judgment Day themes are actually okay. It's just doing 
whatever. Whatever happened to Johnny's theme is not it. I agree with you there. I think many would agree with you. Uh, Cody Rhodes getting drafted separately from Roman. You and I talked about it on Friday that right. uh, you would keep them together instead. Uh, instead, not even close. Cody's on Raw and uh, Roman and Solo go to SmackDown. That's a, a pretty interesting pretty interesting split. What do we think? Is Cody going to ignore the World Heavyweight Championship tournament now and look even dumber? Like, what are, what are, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing here, Jeremy Lambert? People are very mad that Cody went to Raw and now everyone thinks that Cody is going to get this World Heavyweight title that he doesn't actually care about. Here's what people have to understand. Cody Rhodes has his story, right? He talks about it a lot. You got to finish the story. This is the story that, this is the title that I care about. This is the story that I'm trying to complete. Triple H told us, story doesn't fade. He pounded the desk when he did it. He said, the story doesn't finish. That's what happened. He pounded the, the press conference desk. It doesn't finish, okay? So Cody can win this world heavyweight title that doesn't finish the story the story is always going to be the wwe title there are just many chapters in this story some chapters suck you read a book and some of them just aren't very good and sometimes you just want to quit you want to give up on the book and i don't blame you if you want to give up on the book i stopped reading a long time ago because i i can't read and so i just put every book down just read articles all day. But some of these books, you know how it is, Joel. You I assume you you read things. Some books just aren't good, man. Some sometimes the you keep reading it and the you read the chapter, it's like, nope, this is terrible. Sometimes you power through though, because you have hope. You're like, you know what? The first, the first half of this book, the first one third of this book was really good. The middle two thirds, not so great. But you know. I'm holding out hope that the the final third of this book is going to deliver. And maybe sometimes it does, and maybe sometimes it doesn't. I think the first third of Cody's story in WWE was very good. We're in a middle third portion here. And so far, it ain't going so great, especially if they're going to put this world heavyweight title on him. But eventually, he might win. He might, mind you, there's no guarantee. He might win the WWE title. And then everybody will rejoice and the story is great. And it'll be, it'll conclude to start a new story, to start a new chapter. Because as Triple H told us, the story doesn't finish. I want to take you back to the WrestleMania press conference where we just talked about the story doesn't finish. Roman Reigns, at the same press conference, mentioned that the family comes with them, and the entire sto- his entire story is about elevating his family. Cody just came in. Cody just just kind of inserted himself into the story. Is there a chance that Cody's story has nothing to do with Roman Reigns' story, and that Roman Reigns' story, which is him as the champion? ends with him elevating one of his cousins instead of dropping a title to, to uh, Cody Rhodes. I, I don't think that that's, that's been the whole thing with Cody 
right? Is And that's why the argument was made for Sammy to defeat Roman. And that Cody's story was never about beating Roman. It was about winning the WWE title. He could beat anybody for that title. It would have been a bigger deal had he been the one to end Roman's you know, run on top because they've built Roman as the, is God, uh, literally God mode. Uh, they built him as the final boss, so it would have been bigger for Cody to end it that way. But Cody's story has been the WWE title, and that's where they're going with it hopefully at some point you know roman he has his own story that that they're doing and eventually maybe cody will win the wwe title that's the one he's searching for does that devalue if he wins the world heavyweight title because that's not the one he like how does cody react if that is the belt he gets does he care about this title at all like i think cody i assume he's gonna be on the show tonight i think he's gotta he's gotta do a hell of a promo tonight now that he's off the show from roman and the show that he's on is this world heavyweight title he's got to put some emphasis much like seth rollins did they got to put some emphasis on this belt is important the problem is because of everything cody has said leading up to tonight leading up to wrestlemania following his return he's already because they didn't know they were going to introduce this title a week ago he's already devalued this title because he's put over the wwe title so much yeah it's the title that his daddy never had it's a title that he wants to bring back to his family lineage i and i get it again it's a great story. It's a great white meat baby face story, but it comes at a cost of literally everyone else's story. So it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit too heavy handed. At the same time, I still think about Roman's conversation with the press and saying that this is about my family. And I wonder, you know, maybe he's just talking talk, but at the same time, notice how much things have changed for the Usos as characters and as just general wrestlers on the on the brands and solo solo is another one that's gotten a huge push out of this um some people are still talking about jay uso coming around and being the guy who's like splitting apart from the bloodline being like forget this i hate this and maybe beating roman in i don't know six months after a big long back and forth i don't know but the cody story needs to evolve from somewhere and that means that someone's gonna have to have that wwe world championship or just the just the wwe title someone's gonna have to have that for him to win and it may not be roman but maybe it's still roman roman's got to get through till what SummerSlam to beat pedro morales's record because he's pedro is 1027 days and we're gonna get to 1000 in saudi arabia at the end of may so i guess by money in the bank we're looking at where he's beaten the record for morales Cody wins money in the bank and cashes in. I don't love that because I feel like it's a kind of a cheap way out of it. Yeah, it's it's a cheap way out of it. And I, I don't want to do it unless Cody calls a shot. But even then, like babyface money in the bank holders just don't work for me. It, it's never been a babyface stipulation or a babyface advantage. Uh, so, yeah, I just I'm wondering where it goes because everyone has such strong. Their, their, their stories have such such strong value 
that you can't break either one of them without devaluing the other, in my opinion. What if Cody wins money in the bank next night on Raw? He calls his shot for Mania. Like he goes all the way to Mania. He's like, you know, I will, I'm cashing this in at WrestleMania, WWE title. Don't care who's champion. Doesn't matter to me who's champion. I'm putting, I'm cashing this in that night. That's where I'll be. That's where you can find me. And then for the next however many months, you know, he's got his guaranteed title shot right then. Then you got to, I mean, then they got to somehow craft a story of, okay, building up Cody for this WrestleMania match. You can still tell a little bit of adversity, maybe a little bit of doubt of, oh, did I, like if he loses a match, did I screw up like cashing in this? Or should I have just, you know, cashed in when the moment was right and taken that advantage? Am I good enough to, you know, pull this off? I already headlined one WrestleMania. I lost. I got a rubber chicken through at me at the end of it. Now I'm calling my shot. All the pressure is on me. He's putting all the pressure on himself of like, this, this is where I will be. This is the title I'm going for. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm so confident that I can win this, that this is what I'm going to do. And then he loses like, oh, you knock him down a couple of pegs. You're telling this adversity story that they love to tell. This is just a thought that I'm throwing out there for Cody as a babyface Money in the Bank winner. And that hadn't been done. We've seen people call their shot, right? But they call their shot, you know, Rob Van Dam calls it of like, hey, see you at one night stand. Cody's calling his shot almost a year in advance, July to, to April. That's how early, That's how far out he's calling his shot. What were you doing 10 years ago, Jeremy? Do you really what I want? Do you really want to know what I was doing April 29th, 10 years ago? No, 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 no. Just 10 years ago. As a wrestling fan, what were you what were you doing? What were what you was doing? 10, what was 10 years ago? 2013? 10 years ago, 2013. What I don't know. Joel, how many times do I have to tell you? I don't know what I have for breakfast. I can't tell you what I was doing 10 years ago. The story you're telling, minus the money in the bank briefcase, is John Cena and The Rock once again. You're telling twice in a lifetime. Yeah. He loses I, the I, first match. He has a crisis of confidence. His first opponent's Brock Lesnar after the loss. And he beats him. And then he's going to go on to eventually face the WWE champion, who may or may not happen to be, the not The Rock, but Roman Reigns in this case. And they're going to do it again. But if they do Money in the Bank, you have one inherent issue is the, the Royal Rumble becomes one title only. And no, it doesn't. Like, yes, it does. No. Because he said, I'm calling my shot. Was he going to come so, out? Why can't, no, why can't the Royal Rumble winner say, like, screw Cody Rhodes. Like, I also want the WWE title. And then make no. it a triple threat match. No, then a triple threat absolutely devalues everybody's story once again. Because a triple threat means somebody doesn't get pinned. What if it's Seth Rollins? Uh, Roman Reigns is still the champion. Seth Rollins, you intertwine all of that. And Seth Rollins is like... All right, good on Cody. He's gonna call his shot. I got beef with Cody. I got beef with Roman. I'm trying to end. I'm trying to be the person who does this as well. What if it's Seth Rollins and you do triple threat match WrestleMania 40? Seth, Cody, Roman. Fatal That's a big match. 
it's a big match, but it, first of all, Hunter, Vince, they hate doing a multi-man match as a main event in WrestleMania. Like they they hated the Why? that's how Hunter that's how Hunter friggin' uh you know became the first heel to win in WrestleMania main event history is because of this multi-man match. Yeah, well, that's just how it goes sometimes. That was a 2000. Nobody liked that because it was all about the McMahons. Yeah, well, that did suck. But two of the biggest <laughs> moments, I didn't say it was good, but I'm just oh, saying yeah. that's how Hunter like made his his kind of name almost. Two of the biggest moments, I know ones he raised from history, were triple threat matches at, at WrestleMania. Also, also Joel Pearl, also Joel Pearl. Oh, my God. Big brain Jeremy Lambert here. Oh, no. WrestleMania 20. Main event, erased from history, triple threat. WrestleMania 30, main event, not erased from history, triple threat. WrestleMania 40, triple threat. The rules state every 10 years there must be a WrestleMania triple threat for the main event for the WWE Championship. I get it. I see the vision now, unfortunately. I'm out of water. Oh, dear. What are we going to do? Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Professional Jeremy Lambert over here. I... Listen, I I see where your story is going. I yeah, don't I don't like incorporating money in the bank in that way. I don't because then it just it's like now he's going to carry around the stupid briefcase for a solid no, year. No, he doesn't need yeah. to carry it. He doesn't need to carry it. He's already called his shot. But he Why does he carry it around? Because they need to sell the stupid thing at merch stands. Nah, you can still sell it. You don't need to carry it around. No, he doesn't have to. He have to carry it. Although it'd be funnier if he does get it and he just puts the stupid logo, the sticker, the the, the American Nightmare sticker on it. Yeah, they're going to sell a lot of those. American Nightmare money in the bank. They probably would. He can actually, you know what? Let Cody carry the carry the stupid thing. Yeah, Ryan Sullivan says he wears a suit. Yeah, let him carry. That's where I was going with this. Let him let him carry the briefcase because he wears a suit. He's a businessman. Cody Rhodes means business on the road to WrestleMania. He is a business man. This uh, this half this half baked idea that I literally just came up with is better than whatever they're gonna do. I promise you. You you may very well be right, and we're gonna we're gonna see how how it plays out. But we've got um, we got a long time until WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. So who knows? It, it could all change by SummerSlam. It could all change tomorrow night. Who knows? But uh, Bianca Belair got drafted to SmackDown. She is the current Raw Women's Champion. Uh, Rhea Ripley is on the board tonight. So, I mean, listen, you have two options. You have two options. One is that she's on, they're both on SmackDown and they gotta figure it out. Or one goes to SmackDown, one goes to Raw. You could have the titles. They trade the titles just like nobody wants. Or you rename the the Women's Championships. What, uh, first of all, what do you think about Bianca getting drafted to SmackDown? Were you surprised? And what would you do with those SmackDown and Raw Women's Championships. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it on the show on Friday. I thought that Bianca was going to be taken first by Raw because she was the Raw champion, and then, then you can keep Cody and Roman together. I do understand when it comes to splitting Cody and Roman, those are the two biggest stars, right? So Fox was probably like, all right, we got Roman. USA was probably like, hey, okay, okay. You can't have both Cody and Roman here. Like, no, no offense to Bianca, no offense to Becky or anything, but it's like we we gotta have one or the other on this show. Oh, I think that you know that's why we ended up with Cody on 
on Raw. Roman's not showing up to SmackDown most weeks anyway. Oh, oh gosh, here we go. Oh no, he popped out. The Eggman's he, gone. Yeah, he came back and then he I ran him off by just saying, "Oh gosh." You wanted to check on your light status. <laughs> he did. Maybe you you know he was so impressed with my lights that he's like, "All right, Jeremy's actually got good lighting today. I'll pop out. I don't actually need to be on this show today." Well, there. You're welcome. Or Amazing. sorry. I don't know. Uh, okay. So like, that's why I, I think you had Cody and Roman split because Raw probably wanted, um, you know, one or the other and, and they got, yes. Uh, shout out Dale Earnhardt. Um, and so that, that's why they ended up getting, getting split there. As far as Bianca and, and Rhea go, look, are they going to do the title swap? I hope they saw the reaction to it last time and saw the already dread of of it this time and they they just don't but if they don't do it then what else are they going to do do they just rename the title do they just like they they don't swap the titles right they they just swap the uh the leather they just swap the leather. They just take off the plate they feel, they and replate it. Yeah, yeah. And they just replate it. I don't mind the idea of like one belt having. So both of them have the one has the the white um, leather with the black inner. You know how right now the raw the raw one has the red on the inner, and then the SmackDown has the blue on the inner. So you just do an inverse. So you do like a, a, a white belt with the black inside, and then a black belt with the white inside. And that could be your two women's championships, uh, and that's how you split them. What if what if you just rename the titles? Because yeah, the only easily. reason, yeah, the only reason like we think, oh well, the Raw title has to be on Raw and the SmackDown title has to be on, is because they are called the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. What if you just call one the Women's Championship and another? I know they don't want to go back to divas, so uh, you have to come the up with knockouts. With, to, sorry, no. <laughs> you'd have to come up the evolutionary championship. I don't know, but like, just, what if you just rename the the titles? Break, come on, Eggman, come, pop on the go. screen, Mister Egg. Let's go. Anyway, you can call it the the world championship and the universal championship. Just just as much, just as the men's, you could just do it like that. The, the World Women's Championships and the Universal Women's the, Yeah, the Women's World Championship and the Women's Universal Championship. Yeah. Simple and, and straightforward. I think renaming is much better than just like swap the titles type of deal. So here's the thing. The one thing I will say about the swap the titles idea is that you can have, <laughs> you can have the belts being... You can have a really tense moment between the two because you've already started that the night after WrestleMania, right? Where you had Bianca and Rhea standing in the ring and a lot of people saying, oh, this is WrestleMania 40. This is that main event. You can kind of play into that a little bit, have a tense moment where they're kind of like just in the ring together. They don't have to trade the titles, but they just have to have some sort of interaction, some sort of tense moment. And you just kind of keep that in the back of people's head that these two want to fight each other One's very much, you know, white meat baby face. The other one is very much the heel who literally paints her face and hair black for all, you know, for all of her title defenses. Talking about Rhea Ripley, of course. Um, yeah, I just, I could see that being a way to do it. 
they should beat for beat do the Charlotte and Becky title exchange and then get everybody yes. talking that they have real heat and you know, they're going to actually get into a shoot fight backstage. <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Okay. Are we ready? Are you ready to do it? Yeah, Cole, Cole Radrick is early backstage flipping us off. And That's what it does. <laughs> Peel back the curtain here. Oh, um, there he is. Hello. Yeah, Cole Roderick. How you doing, Cole? Oh, thanks. No. Yeah, did you just did you just go get the eggs for the bit? I actually hope that's what happened. No, these are way too salty today. Um oh, that's a shame. You gotta use paprika. I don't want to talk about it. I'm Cole Roderick. I am a champion now. Um, you know, I have to say the thing that really inspired me to become a champion was witnessing Sean Ross Sapp's return to the ring against Shaza McKenzie. I was backstage. I witnessed him hit the most beautiful Impaler DDT ever. And then I saw Sean Ross Sapp go up to Gangrel. He put his finger in Gangrel's face, and he said, don't you ever fucking do that move again. It's my move. And I just looked at him, and I said, that's the most badass thing that I've ever seen. And then what happens a couple weeks later? I, Cole Radrick, not Sean Ross Sapp, win the championship and then Tyler Edwards quits. Like there's nothing more that he can see in this wrestling world than what he's seen over the last month. So he just stopped. Um, these eggs are very underwhelming. <laughs> so was that entire. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, what's not underwhelming though. AG one. No, come on. Wrong sponsor. They're not here. Listen, we're in the weeds, so it's it's a little bit green right now, but I'm about to get in the weeds with this athletic greens. Why are we letting this happen, Jeremy? Because they give us money to support your vanity know. project. That's valid, they do. They're not paying me, though. <laughs> Indirectly, they are. <laughs> Indirectly, they are. And there goes Jeremy. So now it's in the See? weeds with Sean Ross Sapp and Joel Pearl. How you doing? Oh, I'm Sean now? Okay. Hey, what's up? You were always Sean. I don't think it ever changed, did it? I think a few people believed that I was Cole Radrick. Oh, yeah. No, that would work. Uh, I, I heard about uh, you telling Kate that I'm the prettier of the two of us, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank you. Um, she asked if... Uh, she said if she wanted me to, her, to do any interviews for Fightful, she would. And I said, no, you're fucking ugly. That's why we have Joel do it. Wow. Thank you for the vote of confidence. That makes me feel a lot better. I thought Kate You're was welcome. Uh, yeah, I know. Low I, bar. I, yeah, exactly. I always thought that Kate Kate tries, and I appreciate that. But uh, there's only so much we can do. Man, look at my hair. Can you tell that I slept in today? Look at Jeremy that. Lambert. <laughs> All these lights have killed my computer. <laughs> Are you plugging them into your USB ports? I'm plugging them into, I have a heating fan on this computer because it just overheats from all the work that I do. Oh, Why so, do you have a computer that overheats? It's 2023. I be, I need a new one. Can I expense a new one? Is this a PlayStation 1? <laughs> <laughs> I do too much work and it just overheats. It, th it sounds like a train coming through when it overheats. Is it a PC or a laptop? It's a laptop. MacBook. Get a, a get a PC. What are you doing? I've had a MacBook like my entire life. I can't go to a PC now. 
give them half off. Half off. Pay for half of it. Pay for half of it. MacBooks are expensive. I, I could literally send you a PC tower that would probably work better than what you have. I have like I have the the gaming computer PC and everything like that would work. I don't like working from that. I like using the laptop because I can take it anywhere. You know how it is, Sean. I'm I'm in the weeds with the news. Drew McIntyre does an interview and says something. And it's like, oh, Jeremy's in his car. I gotta pull over. I literally I'm gonna tell a story. Tell the story right here on air. I got one. I was driving too. home. This was this was years ago. I was driving home, and the news broke that like. For for one of the many times, like Tammy Sitch had gotten like arrested or something. <laughs> Narrows it down. And, yeah, I know. I know. Uh but she had gotten arrested and like you posted it in the chat. And this was when it was just me on weekdays. I pulled over at a gas station to pull my laptop out to write this article because I was still 40 minutes from home. And I did not want, you know, the this it not be done for 40 minutes. Yeah, I, did. I thought you were going to say you pulled over because Tammy Sitch was drunk at that gas station. The wife just says, "I've done I've done articles in the school pickup line because I just have the, the laptop." Well, on me. listen, I used to live next to a school, and the the pickup line would wrap around the house. It's very you long. had time. Yeah, you do to do that. You have but this time. is why I have this is why I have the laptop though, so I can just do all of my work from it and take it wherever I need to. Can I welcome so Cole Radrick on? It's real Sean Ross Sapp. It is. I, let me give him a proper introduction since I Sean has. a blue has, check mark for this shit to avoid this. <laughs> since Sean has come in here and stepped all over everything with his scrambled eggs. Oh my gosh. He's the BLP heavyweight champion, a title that Sean Ross Sapp will never win. He is the ratty daddy. He is the king of wreck shit mountain. He is Cole wow. Effin Radrick. How you doing, Cole? Hey, actually, uh, Cole Radrick's been here for a couple of minutes. He's actually down to my right over here. Really nice guy. Yeah. Um, I just got done posting about fifteen clickbait art- articles you can find on Fightful. Uh, no <laughs> well, that sources. Ain't me no <laughs> sources. Um, mainly just assumptions. Things we t- kind of tied together. <laughs> Uh, honestly, though, we should be putting over Cole Radrick over here. Like, honestly, Whoa. what a great guy. Great set of hair. Not balding whatsoever. <laughs> beat up Billy Starks. Beat up several people. You know, not eating underwhelming eggs because I make my eggs really, really oh. well. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's a great day to be Sean Ross Sapp. Probably the best day. Can I get a life, raise, actually. Sean Ross Sapp? No. <laughs> yep there we go that's exactly I don't know what, what i would have there. done that's exactly what i would have done uh if you want to get yeah. a raise go to bluechew.com and use the code <laughs> fightful there you go uh, i do want to ask you something i know it's very important uh sean okay. ross sap yes sir i read Mr. on the Roger. internet that there were people at black label pro that were <laughs> livid livid and contacted uh super reputable wrestling journalists and the, Myself, the yeah. Black Label Pro higher-ups, there's so many of them, yeah. were upset that Shaza had her shine stolen because she flew all the way from Australia to be at that show. You know, as a, uh, as a decorated reporter, I would like to consider myself. Um, 
Are you I saying a decorated reporter or a decorative reporter as if you a decorated like like I do I'm well known for my clickbait articles for my sure. false leads yeah. for my uh, assumptions um, but I can assume one thing that DDT I gave Shaza McKenzie was the best damn DDT in the business. It was. It was. Hey, I'm just saying, I looked over that rope at Cole Radrick, and I'm pretty sure that you had the biggest smile on your face when that happened, brother. The, the wildest thing, people were backstage watching Billy Starks face Jade Cargill, and Sean, what I saw was people just, they threw their phones down. They said, we don't care. We don't care about what's happening with with Billy Starks and AEW Rampage. Absolutely, we have, and and what happened was we all lined up behind the curtain. Did and, you hear the Road Warrior pop that I got when I went through that curtain when that I revealed underneath that mask? Well, I didn't. It went crazy. For some brother. reason, the, the the audio was messed up, it, like in the venue. Like I don't get. I don't know how that happened, but they it did a thing where they black label pro fashion. They try to do these clickbait articles where they say Sean Ross have got no reaction, and then we watched a true tape. It's like the Kennedy footage back into the left. There was a clearly yeah. audio, clearly people standing on their feet. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing. I was really confused for a minute about who was who. And then I saw that cat climbing in the background. Yeah. That's that uh, that seals it. I know it's John Ross Sapp. Are we all going cats? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, I was about to say, I know I have two always lurking anytime oh, I'm up here. Girl. So I, I, I got uh, the wife's gonna bring me our cat. So well, I'll just get cat. Where's your cat, Joel Pearl? I don't have a cat. I, this is that's how you know I'm me. If I ever get a cat, we're screwed. Mainly because my wife is allergic. Why? Why are you against cats? I'm very much not against cats. I just have a partner who's allergic. No. Well, have you considered that's... not having a wife? It'd make the kids yeah. <laughs> not having a wife. There we go. There's a cat. No, 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 I don't know who Sean Ross Sapp in this whole thing. <laughs> this is very confusing for all of us. Is your I'm cat a sure. baby face or a heel, Sean? Mine. Oh, it's a heel yeah. for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. I think he only likes me because he's trying to get to my earbuds, and now he's trying to crawl up <laughs> on my shoulders. Oh, look, shoulder cat! Don't he let him hang up. Tail either. Oh, great! Say hi. What's your? What's I'm your just saying, Cole. I would not have cut off that tail. Man, Cole Radrick has got to promote like so much good shit on this show so far. It does yeah, dude. Sir. I'm I'm good at this job. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I really do. Uh, <clears throat> Blue Chew, some code. 10% off, I think. <laughs> Some code. No, the no, no. It's first, first shipment free. You get, you get boners fucking... through the whole shipment. Listen, I'm too busy with my clickbait articles, okay? Come on. <laughs> you got to ask for $5 pay... more. Dude, I, listen, dude I have to make this $8 to pay for my blue check, man. How are they supposed to know who's who? <laughs> listen, if, you're, if you've changed your name to Shaza McKinney, that doesn't narrow it down whatsoever. Like, that is, <laughs> I mean, that is such a vast thing. We have the two biggest ones on the bottom of the screen, so at least that's true. Yeah, my cat is definitely healing it up. Just clawed the shit out of my foot. So What's my your cat's foot? name? Uh, her name is Felix. So we thought it was a boy because she was a stray, and then uh, we took her to the vet, and it ended up being a girl. And uh, we tried to change the name, and does not answer to anything else. So oh no, Felix Trinidad it is. I love it. I love it. I also love that you have a steering wheel that you're. Well, we're we're uh, in the booth of Wreck Twitch Mountain right now. 
I know. I, lo- I love that, that you're doing an interview. You should have have a green screen set up. We should be in your car right now. I mean, <laughs> like every time in I car. interview Kevin Owens, whenever you're riding with Ratty Daddy, you're riding with a Black Label Pro Champion now. <sighs> Sorry. We need to have a thing <laughs> where in? where we superimpose Jeremy riding shotgun, talking to you the entire time. <laughs> And then it's just me wrecking the car repeatedly as fast as humanly possible. Why? I know you play the, the NASCAR game. I mean, Cole, I play wait. a lot of racing games. Yeah, Cole's you big ever played NASCAR '98? Uh, <laughs> no. Nah, you got like, to go out of '64. Nintendo '64, right? They had it. I'm pretty sure because that was the one with uh, Mark Martin on the front. I think maybe oh, I don't know, but you got paintballs in that game where you shoot them out of the front of your your vehicle. And it makes everybody spin out. Meanwhile, it's like, I'm traveling down the road and I'm flirting with disaster. Goddamn right. That's what NASCAR is all about. Man, if I'm being honest with you, any racing games that have like any differentiation, diff- whatever the word is, CTE, whatever, uh, have any difference between like actual racing and like shooting paintballs at people or getting like speed boosts, those games drive me wild. Samoa Joe person. should be playing Mark Martin, not not Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. <laughs> Twisted Metal was a fucking sick game, though. It I'll was. give you that. It was. Give, give me Samoa Joe as Sterling Marlin instead of <laughs> instead of Sweet Tooth. That's what I, would, I want. I would see Samoa game. Joe more AJ Foyt just beating the shit out of the people in the pits whenever <laughs> after each race. Just like ah, I didn't like that one, brother. Wouldn't Joe true. be Earnhardt? Like that's an intimidating man. It, Joe no. would just wrecking people. I would say Earnhardt would be like 96 take or where nobody wanted to fuck with him. And then he just had the mystique. Wow, look at that, Jim. Look at you. She wants the belt. I get it. Shot. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm out of here. No, wait. Hold on. What? What? Hold on, actually, Cole Roger. Why, wait, why is Cole Roger getting out of this interview story? Yeah, Gosh, I thought we were he's not professional. I agree. He's a real piece of shit. I want to write a, fi- a fightful <laughs> article about that in about five minutes. Pay- well, Cole, can you give us? Can you give us a good headline to clickbait? Actually, Cole Roderick? Uh yes. Okay, that's it. No. Yep. that's pretty much what I expected out of that. Uh, what a unprofessional scrub. Yeah, right, let me 100%. let me see if I could change my name here without disturbing my cat too much, and I failed. All right, cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's Hundred Studios. Shout out, and then oh my gosh, this is all I had this all set up. This is and all this coward, mad. and this coward just left two seconds before. I can't believe this guy. <laughs> Absolute. Absolute just ruined everything. <laughs> the gall of that man. Uh Cole. Yes, not Cole. What up, buddy? Cole Radrick. Uh how you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm dude, I'm doing good, man. Had a really busy weekend and uh just now, like today was like the first time in probably two weeks I slept more than like five hours at a time. So that was really sick. Are you used to not sleeping much? Because I, I know that feeling. Uh, so during the week, I'll, I'll sleep all day, but weekends, it's time to get going, get moving. And then, um, oh, he's super serious. SRS. Welcome back, pal. Super serious. No, 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 no,
No, I see what's going on here. I see why you asked me to come back. We wanted to Look. chat with you. No, yeah. you didn't. Look. Oh, oh no. Hey. 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 No. It's party now. Right. Sean, you want to leave mutually? That was such a big pop. Sean doesn't know anything about that when he does a run in. Sean, you finally got your pop, brother. Well, look who, time. Look who I, I was in there working with. Yeah, I mean, I was, it's, you know, they we killed the crowd, you and me, Cole. So, like, I think we're really the ones to blame. For uh, I don't think that's a we issue. That's more of I, a you um, issue. I don't know. You were there too. But what, what happened to my camera? See, Shaza, you get on and my camera starts fucking up. Your camera's maybe fine. if maybe if the match that had preceded my run in would have got the crowd into it. Yeah, Shaza. Oh, yeah. Maybe if we had some like good baby face. No. <laughs> I don't know. Um but yeah, Are you the I'm... heel in this gimmick or am I? Oh, we we have to figure that out. <laughs> What's a gimmick? <laughs> Uh, the I thing that I, I sell with the the blue shoe code fightful. That's what oh. I think. We're both um, we're both tweeners. So because okay, there's there's definitely people that hate me, and there's definitely people that hate you. So I don't think so. I mean, I've I never, hate you. No, I've never seen a person that hates me on the at least on the I've internet. seen I've seen a few on the internet. <laughs> I've never. Oh, y'all must be on that negative side of Twitter. You gotta you gotta go to the light you gotta side. Be on the pause vibe. Listen, those are the people that she so. appeals to. Shaza, when do we send you back? I'm never going back. I live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, not forever, like, though. June, like, yeah, like till yeah. June, July, you know. <laughs> no, like I, I can go home and visit, and then I, I'll come back. Yeah, you can go home and visit for like till immigration years, finds out. There's, the immigration. There's nothing for immigration to find out. I'm here legally. Well, there are some I, things. I have you know, a Missouri driver's license. Hey, Sean, yeah, we can, you finally we, got Sean, we can yeah. put a great defaming article up about Shaza, send it to immigration, we can get it expedited in two months. I'm just that. saying. Let's not. I actually wrote a, a letter of recommendation for somebody's visa. Why didn't you ask me to do that for you? I <laughs> um, didn't need it because I was already uh, super over enough that the government went, yeah, you know. Actually <laughs> wait, 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 Shaza, I think me and you have two. Shaza, I think we have different definition definitions of what being over is. Like. I mean, the go- I was over with the government. The government looked the at my stuff and went, "Yeah, she is a uh, like valid athlete and should come to America and is going to contribute to society." I said, "Yeah, I uh, am this going is to society." Athlete. This is yeah, the I'm, I'm here as an headline. athlete. This is the easiest clickbait headline. Shaza McKenzie, I was super over with the government and they immediately approved my visa. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Easy your, your favorite. Yes. Your favorite. I am so excited to eventually report on the visa issues behind my paywall. <laughs> yeah, of course. Behind, uh, the scoops behind the paywall. That's what, yes. that's what we're here for. That um, you subscribe to. I do subscribe to. We've discussed this. Because you won't give me the scoops for free. Wow. So how am I going to get the scoops? How am I going to know what shit you're talking about me? If I Chaza, just not- message me. I'll you, uh, shit, you could say shit, the five, just give me the five dollars directly. There you go. You'll get them. I, I post stuff that draws. I can't talk about you. Oh, <laughs> what are you talking about here? <laughs> Whatever. All right, I gotta go. I got things to do. But allegedly, Wait, can you, you break your, your monitor? Hashtag you break your monitor Shaza. before you leave. 
Yeah, Brett, you punch your monitor again, mate. Yeah. That, can you headbutt your monitor before you Sean move? Ross, can we get behind the hashtag deport Shaza movement? Let's not. Yes. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The um, only way I will, country match. Let's go. The only way I'll accept a match with Shaza is if she puts her visa on the line. Absolutely. And by that, not. I mean Wait, do you mean like the custody of Dominic? Like her credit card? <laughs> I, I mean literally her visa and her credit card. And her both of them. Wait, so you want all my money and my legal like <laughs> ability to live in the country. And also your yeah. social what security are, at this what point. What are you I'll putting up, Sean? Sean, what are you putting up? It's yeah. Like um let's see. Can I have fightful? Oh, oh, oh. I got several things. Can you spell Fightful without looking at it, Shaza? No, I want Fightful. I, want, I have a I want, tin I of Altoids. I want your your share of, of Fightful. I saw how much you made. You show me. I want, then you got to <laughs> you the deal with me. Then you got to deal with me, and that's far worse than dealing with any. You don't that's want that. that. I'll deal with yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> that's fine. No you don't problem. want that at all. Uh, I'll give yeah. you one of these cool things that you can... Uh, Put over your webcam and make it look like you're in like a dinosaur's eye or something like that. I don't. I don't know. Why does that exist? That that was fantastic. Is that a bandaid with a hole in it? Something. I don't know. I have very ineffective. I'll put this on the line. (laughs) This is a double A battery. Those are worth. Those are worth. That looks like a triple A, but okay. I trust you. I trust you. (laughs) Well, listen. This is something that every wrestler needs. Some athletic tape. Sorry, I saw Shaza yesterday and just reminded me. Kidding. I know Shaza needs some of these. I always borrow <laughs> some I eye drops. Um no, I don't I don't think I like this deal. Um I think I'm gonna want you to put Fightful on the line. A copy of Unspun Finding Facts in a World of Disinformation. Oh, I know you sure as hell need that. That looks interesting. Uh, it, maybe this, look, it looks like a good read. But when I this, when I get your share of Fightful, I'll be able to purchase it. Maybe this router over here in the corner, since your internet is dog shit. Uh, <laughs> wow. Boom, roasted. <laughs> this headband. I got this headband. It looks like when you I wore that in the rec league playoffs, by the way. I remember <laughs> seeing that. You wore that in the rec league playoffs. MVP, I might add. A brush How so you can get you rid drop? of that nest. How many points you drop with that headband on, Sean? Me, um, several, several, <laughs> and not two. one good article. <laughs> wow! Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I ca- I just noticed Cole put the fucking Deport Shazza fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Come on! Shazza, I don't, I don't mean to play. I'm into a man an of article. the people, brother. I don't mean to play into an article that, that I've written and a, a something you have said, but you just now noticing it does kind of confirm that you, you your words, you are a little slow. And oh, yeah, no, yes, figuring things absolutely. Out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. no, anyone that has interacted with me will know <laughs> that you will say a joke and two minutes later I'll go, <laughs> fuck yeah, that was real funny. No, usually it's I'll say something and I look at Shaza and I'm like, counting down from 10 and usually by like seven to eight she'll process it yeah so I'm like, all right good job i'm proud of you i've, I've got the time listen i've i've found what i can put on the line what a goodwill donation slip let me tell you shaza come tax time this is this is, is is that important i don't know because i don't, well, don't do your taxes, shaza you don't do you not pay taxes, taxes shaza 
Charles. No, I pay taxes in Australia. I haven't paid taxes here yet. <laughs> oh, well, let me welcome. tell you. Just wait. Get ready. This is blank. It's good as gold. It's good as gold. <laughs> Do I need this? Is this important? I don't understand. Is I've never good? realized how crooked my fingers are until this moment, but I'm agreeing with his uh, his nice little title. I got two of these bad boys, too. Oh, yeah. So listen. Oh. Okay. One of these, I mean, I'm like gonna, I'm like gonna give this a Sawyer wreck or something to come and beat you up along the way. No, stop sending little henchmen. Go, little okay, henchmen. she's a henchman. And a henchman. Show some respect, bro. It's just fucking show up yourself without your little masky I boy. Did. No, you, your little masky boy. Show up, meet me in the ring in a match, like a prepared, like. Her internet is so bad. Like I just, I can't Dude. even listen yes. to her. Thank you. Wow, is she bad? No. Did you? Who, who kicked me out? <laughs> you Your me. internet. Someone. Oh, cold. my internet kicked yeah. me out. Well, I yeah. gotta go. I gotta go anyway. Like I have things to do. But like what? I have to go to the gym. I'm an athlete. What's your definition of an athlete? She's a government-approved athlete, Wait, wait. What's your definition of an athlete? Because I think there might be a miscommunication between the word of what an athlete is in America and Shaza. what it is Australia. Shaza, can you jump athlete. on top of a car? For a job. What? <laughs> can you jump on top of a car? No, fuck off. No, just because you can <laughs> jump you. on a car. Can you jump on the car right now. Can you Do touch it. rim on a 10-foot goal? What are you saying? I can. can Shots Touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. I don't know what you're saying. Exactly. I that is my athlete right there. I don't okay? play football. Anyway. Um, you don't play. Never mind. I'm Australian. Anyway. No. You tell us all the time. Now that you're all the time. Um, have fun, guys. Um, we were. Fuck you. Let's get her the hell out of here. Bro, she said fuck Thank you, you Oh God, no! Do not. Oh, oh. Don't don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> what is? Oh, look at that crooked ass middle finger. What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Bye. Man, thing dangling like Bret Hart in that match with uh, Ric Flair, where he just Mister Perfect's outside the okay. ring, looking at it like, ugh. Honestly, instead of deporting her, we might have to raise money for her to get like a working camera. Like, that was sad as shit. It was very sad. <laughs> she was on her phone. Is. She's clearly on a free page. She's definitely on her it. phone. Yeah. yeah, she's she's using Turn a on roaming. Phone. Yeah, that's the thing. That's how you know you get your American citizenship is when you can get a damn cell phone with a plan that works. Tell me I'm wrong. She's like, oh, I've got stuff to do. She's playing Snake on her phone. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. That old Nokia. I get it. Well, thank you, thank you for that, guys. Goodbye. Thanks. Hey, not Sean Rossap, real Sean. Thanks, Rossap. Uh, Cole Radrick, aka potentially Sean Rossap <laughs> in disguise. What a fucking start to this! Like, sorry, we're already done. Hey, Cole, yeah, Cole, yeah. We told, we said twenty minutes, Cole. It's been twenty minutes. That was your entire interview. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey. <laughs> This See is live make, on Rec Twitch Mountain, pal. Does this make the final cut when we put the interview up separately? Does this make the like? Does that entire interaction? Cole, Cole, right? I, I, I just think that this needs to be like a quick one minute long little highlight reel of me and Sean Ross going back and forth, and then Shaza always having to be Shaza and ruin the boys' fun. Uh, bless, and then when I came up. in, and when I, when I was in the backstage, I just see Cole Ratrick appear. I'm like, well, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs>
Uh, all right, let's actually try to get something halfway decent out of this. So I feel. Uh, then why did you bring me on? I don't. I, I don't. Like, know. Yeah, I feel like we had halfway decent. Now we got to try. Yeah. Now we got to yeah, try. Now, yeah, we were we were set. You could have just been like, <laughs> all right, Cole, have a good one. I've been like, all right. If you want to get out of here, plug your stuff, go play some racing games on Twitch. Then no, nope, it's more all than good. Too. We oh. have eight. We have eight minutes till the next race. I don't have enough time to load it up. Might as well do an interview. <laughs> all right, we'll do an eight Talk minute about... interview. Here we go. No, eight minutes. No, no, we are fine. Eight Let's minutes with Cole Radrick. Also, title of my sex tape. Here we go, everybody. BLP heavyweight. There's five minutes of crying in this involved. <laughs> what? Seven. There we no, go. Two, no, you had a, we had to account for two minutes of just the wondering of why we got to this point of our life. A lot life. of foreplay. All right. A lot of foreplay going on. Allegedly. Here. I'll get confirmation if you would like. Uh, uh, let's uh, just continue on, please, dear God. Cole Radrick, BLP heavyweight champion out here. That's going to be the one getting divorced. Oh, yeah, I hear for yelling from the other room. <laughs> BLP heavyweight champion. How do you feel being the champion? You you took on Alec Price in a number one contenders match, went to a, a draw, no contest, and then you're both inserted into the championship match, and then you won. That was a terrible decision. Well, first off, that was not a terrible decision. That's what we call best for business. Nah, man, and uh, in all reality, it was a really cool weekend. It was really cool. Honestly, just to be able to win the uh, Black Label Pro Championship, I've been there on and off for four plus years. So, uh, you know, it's pretty cool. And uh, I'm going to do what the kids say and let my nuts hang and be a, be a pretty cool champion for a little bit, beat up some people, maybe beat up some Shaza McKenzie, help get her deported with Sean Ross Sat, my dear longtime personal close best friend. Uh, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to attend some AA meetings for some Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, AA, you know, has a lot of different good uses and uh, I'm going to try to get him off of his uh, clickbait addiction. So it's a work in progress, you know. It's always a flex when a champion just comes on, just like has the title and is like, here, look at, look at this. Well, That's a big title too. Dude, dude you're <laughs> telling me, you're telling me, um, I had to go. I had to go downstairs and grab it. So like, I got like you sent me the link. You know, forty five minutes after I asked for it. You know, whatever. Uh, and so I was like, all right. So I got set up, and then like right before I clicked, like hop in backstage. I was like, they're gonna ask to see the belt at some point. So I had to run my ass all the way back downstairs, grab the belt, and lug this huge thing up here. But yeah, so now uh, we're gonna flex with it, and nobody can tell me what I can do. How enjoyable was it to beat up Billy Starks? Little sister's like my favorite pastime. <laughs> like anytime I can just be like, ah, bop. It's a great time. Um, well, what it was, what wasn't great was when she beat beat me up. But I was trying to wrestle Alec. And uh, if you go back and watch it on, you know, Five Plus uh, Black Label Pro, ooh, I think it was called Too Hot to Handle. Yes. I believe Too Cold to uh, Too Too Cold to Handle. Sorry, that is yeah. yeah it had a blue poster. That's the one. CT. Um, you could actually see me and Mouse getting into a little pushing match ringside after his kid attacks. I was like, Robert, what the fuck's wrong with your kid? And uh, yeah, so me and a, a photographer almost got into a fist fight this weekend. I won a championship. I ran my own little wrestling show, and um, I'm going to sleep for like the next week and a half. How, how did uh, the Complex show go? I know you were very excited for it, running the show again, and – you know, I'm, I'm trying to bully you into the SpongeBob show, but how did Complex Chaos go? Um, so the show 
the show came together. I don't know if we talked about it all, but the show came together in February. A uh, local guy that's known me since I was like five, six years old. He was like, hey, when's wrestling coming back to the complex? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm busy with like my own real life and my own wrestling. Like, I don't have a lot of t- like extra time. And uh, he wanted to sponsor it. And it was enough money for me to be like, fuck. All right. And so they came together in like a span of a week and then Unsanctioned Pro hopped in and wanted to be a part of it. And uh, so I told him, you know, hey, like the expectation is like if we do 125 tickets, that's like right above the median of the average of like what we do here. That'd be like really, really good. We had 170 odd people in that place. It was fucking awesome, which may not be a lot, but in the sports complex and especially Spencer, like that venue makes it feel huge. And like, during the show, we had to go grab more sets of bleachers because there's a baseball park, like literally right outside the sports complex. So I had to like grab security and grab a couple wrestlers to go grab more bleachers for the fans because we had to have more seating. So uh, it was awesome. And you never know, uh, if, you know, if I feel like Goober Goober Rock, Goofy Goober Rocking, uh, there might be another show in October. Uh, it might have you know a little twist to it. It might not. Um, it just kind of uh, we have to kind of play things by ear and see how they go. Talk to me, me about. Sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. I'll do you follow? I, I was no, going to no, say you go, you go ahead, Joel. Jeremy already yeah. asked a question. I feel like Jeremy's the yeah. one that set up the Sean Ross Sap thing. So well, then, no, right not at all. He just he just comes in here on his own and just does whatever he what wants. What a guy! Because, you yeah. know, it's his it's his channel. I Sean is never invited on this show. He literally just shows up every single time. I mean, that's going to be me NFL season. So I'm just going to come in and I'm going to be like, all right, here's the picks for this week. Here's the over under. Here's the overs on the passing yards. And you guys are like, Cole, why the fuck are you here? And I'm like, all right, everybody have a good day and safe betting. And we tried to do an NFL preview show once. Didn't really happen. But uh, if you're here, maybe it'll actually work. Oh, it will work. I'm a. I am uh, not a negotiator. I'm just going to do it, and uh, eventually I'm be like, "All right, Sean, where's uh, where's my pay- monthly paycheck?" <laughs> Done. Perfect. Well, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, I just got paid, so I'm happy. Uh, See, so- that's what I'm saying. I'm here. I'm here. I'm a working man's man, man. <laughs> so uh, about a month ago, I'm listening. That's right. You were having a hell of a match against uh, a Japanese legend known as uh, Yoshihiko. Can yes. you talk to me about what it's like putting together a match with a legend like that? Were you nervous? And on top of that, you know, what what kind of stuff was pitched that you were just like, maybe I shouldn't try this with, with uh, Yoshiko? So how far like how far back are we peeling the curtain on this one? Far back as you want, pal. All right. So we'll just peel we'll peel it pretty close to the thing. Um so basically the whole Yoshihiko match was like uh you're you're wrestling a fucking doll. Like <laughs> If we're looking at it in the, in the purest context, now I get now in the, like the least amount of context, this doll's a fucking legend in Japan. Like has like had these really cool, interesting matches with a whole bunch of people. And so when I'm going into this week, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna be like match three or match four. You know, we're gonna have ten minutes, eight minutes, whatever, and then that's what that it is what it is. So uh, show day comes and. One of the referees comes up and they're like, "Hey, man, you're the main event, and uh, you got you know, fit, you got 12 to whatever time, uh, yada yada yada, uh, have fun." And I'm like, "We're in California. 
so you know there's some California delicacies that everybody likes to enjoy and I may or may not have you know enjoyed a couple of them and I'm like okay <laughs> all right main event of a uh, DDT GCW show mania week against Yoshihiko and uh, I'm trying to pitch some ideas didn't get any feedback from him I tried to see see how he was feeling about the match. Didn't get nothing from him. And I was like, all right, I guess we're going to go out there and we're going to start shooting. And uh, came up with some ideas, and it played out. I will say the one part that I am impro- uh, – did you watch ma- that match, Joel? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched okay. the whole game. Yeah. Jeremy, did you I, – I, I know you usually do watch some of my stuff. I- I watched all everything from Mania Weekend. Asking me to remember it is a whole. Do you remember story. me like throwing the chairs in the ring at the doll? Okay, yes. This I remember. Huh? This I yeah. remember. So that like that was like probably like I would say the most improvised spot I did that became like my favorite part of the match because then it became like how many times I could chuck a chair and like directly hit this doll in different fashions. So I'm go- like, literally, you'll watch it. I go underneath the bottom rope. Nailed it. Cool. I think that's the first one was over the top. Nailed it. Underneath the bottom rope. Nailed it. I was like, all right, well, like, I need five more chairs for the duration of this match. So I went in between the bit- middle and the bottom and then through the t- top and the bo- middle and over the top. And then I threw one as high as I could. And this chair just goes this. Cracks right on the doll. And, uh, yeah, from there, it was like uh, rock and roll. Had a lot of fun with it. I think people enjoyed it, which is uh, the best part of it. Because uh, if that match goes wrong, there's only one person to blame. <laughs> you know what I mean? No heat on Yoshiko for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was a little, little snug, but it is what it is. Uh, I was going to say, did you get a receipt from, from Yoshiko uh, for, oh. for just talking? shooting with the chairs there oh brother everything he did was a shoot <laughs> i couldn't see straight for the next day i think i rushed i think emo night was that night and i was a little bit tipsy and i started singing like all these emo songs maybe because i was concussed or something from this doll you know like i said a lot of boots a lot of hits were not really what we would call safe in the business so what, was Wait, it easier on, to on. wrestle on oh go ahead joe no, well, hold on. Are we sure that that's from the match and not from the uh, the California uh, experience? No, sure? brother. Nah, there's there's two differences there. I, I know. Yeah, just sure. Just <laughs> I know. Just making sure. Yeah. There's there's definitely a THC CTE stuff that happens. You know where they kind of blend in really well. Um, but no, no. Okay, just just clarify. I was going to say, was it easier on on the California delicacies because things might have slowed down a little bit, so you can you know. And work at your own pace there. Um, I would say the people meet like obviously Yoshihiko has an invisible man, so I made sure the person that was the invisible man was like somebody that I could, I knew I could rely on. Um, honestly, like I will say, going into that match, I think I had. I, I'm trying to think of it. I think I had one like one thing planned, and I was like, I'm just going to try to figure out like how heavy this doll is and how easy it is to move around to do this. And then I get to the doll, and I'm like, okay, like it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, all right, 
where are these ideas? Do not know where these ideas are. Fuck, I'm about to wrestle this doll. Okay, they're on match one out of nine matches, and uh, <laughs> I have no idea. And then it certainly, like, then then I just kind of started playing around and having fun with it, and then, like, it just kind of built from there. I will say, when I asked, uh, I asked, like, how much time we had, and we got, you know, let's say we said 12 to 15, and I was like, oh, like, okay, sweet, 15. And they're like, you're going to go 15 minutes wrestling a doll? I went 14 minutes and 48 seconds for the record. And then, and then that does include the post-match where I lost. So I, bell to bell to bell to bell, 16 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very proud of that. Um, but no, honestly, like that match was really cool. And it's like, uh, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you always hear the thing, you're wrestling a broom. How can you make it entertaining? Well, you, I just wrestled a doll and like some people were actually entertained. And that's also really cool that people like are willing to lose the reality of things for a little bit. The cat is popping me just going across. This. Cats don't give a fuck, dude. Our cat will just go wherever she wants to go. Doesn't matter. Uh, we'll just disrupt anything you have planned. It's uh, their house, not yours. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm merely the visitor. She spends more time in my house than I do. So, our our cat will go the long way, like around the house, just if it means like inconveniencing me. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Can can take the short route or she'll go the long route to just inconvenience me. What do you make of the criticism when it comes to wrestling a doll? Because in Japan, in DDT, happens. People see it, not a big deal. You know, Kenny Omega's wrestling a little girl. Uh, Kenny Omega's wrestled the doll. Kodo Bushi. In America, it's not, you know, if you see this on national television, it becomes like, why is this on a national television type of uh, program? But in Japan, not that big of a deal. What do you make of the, of the criticism when it comes to this? Um, I think we are just, I think us as Americans, we are more opinionated. And that goes for like a lot of different outs, like stretches of, of life. Whether that be your favorite NBA team, your favorite NFL team, MLB team, like there's so many people that say this player sucks and this guy sucks and this guy sucks. And it's like that guy that you're talking about is like a one of one like human athlete that will like boat race you in everything that you do. Um, so for me, wrestling like adult is like pro wrestling is art. Art has many different forms for uh, art is based on perception. Perception is, again, everybody has their own different perception. You're going to view Sean Ross Sapp differently than I do, different than Joel does, different than anybody. Um, so then <laughs> she's like, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so I would just say it's like there's definitely going to be people that are like, that's not wrestling. That's not going to appeal to me. And it's like, okay, but there's people that are going to be tuning in that this does appeal to, and I'm going to appeal to those people. I guess what I'm going to have more matches later on that might be more appealing to you, or I'm just not a guy that appeals to you. And that is perfectly okay. And perfectly acceptable. Uh, you know, I'll just read your shitty comments on Twitter and, uh, talk about how pale I am and how the Colts suck and all that. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you just, the, you just second, can't give the second part. True. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, AR5 in the building. Let's go. Good luck. Good Let's luck. talk about hardcore matches for a sec. You uh, you get beat up a lot. You you get beat up with uh, various weapons. 
how the hell do you how do you, how like what 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 is what drives someone to to participate in deathmatch hardcore whatever type of wrestling i know it's art but like your body has to be kind of ready for that how do you how do you do it yeah you know i usually prepare by like breaking about 50 glass bulbs and rolling around on the ground about a week out from the match just to tough it up you know just normal things um like no there's there's really no way you can really prepare yourself it's more of uh a mindset thing and i take great joy in doing things that people either think i shouldn't do or i'm stupid for doing and uh i just like i just like being able to people it's god it's so hard to to figure out the right word for it it is it's cool seeing doing something that people have a real appreciation for so the people that really appreciate deathmatch wrestling know that it does take a lot out of you it hurts like a motherfucker for a week straight like anytime i stretch it's like all my scabs are stretching all the cuts are stretching out um and there are guys that do it more way more than i do like you know what i mean and so it's it's that it's the like i'm an adrenaline junkie by nature i love anything that makes me feel like oh shit anything go wrong at any given point and i like the feeling of after the match covered in blood being like, we fucking, we got through that. You know what I mean? Like we did it. And just the crowds are really, really intense. The crowd, there's always something in the air. They're always ready to go crazy. They're always like bloodthirsty. You know what I mean? Do you have a weapon of choice? A bundle of six light tubes. Let's go. Bundle six specifically. Six specifically. Okay. Six specifically. All right. Cole, you gotta stop. You gotta stop hurting yourself like this. Brother, we're pro wrestlers. We all hurt. <laughs> uh, listen, listen. Some people were meant to live fast, and uh, I think that's kind of my style personally. I've never really um, thought I was here for a long haul, so we're to be a. Uh, Nope, that was your break. We're going to be pushing the gas pedal the whole time. <laughs> you just pushed the brake, Cole. I, that that feels like a sign that you, you're pumping the brake. It was almost a clutch, okay? <laughs> so, okay, hold, well, let's not pump the brakes then. You, you've done a lot of international travel. I mean, you've, you've been to Japan. You've been to the UK. Uh, I, I assume everywhere and anywhere is on the map. Hell, you did Canada. Talk to me about wrestling in Canada because that's a, a whole other can of worms, and that's fairly recent. I got to see you at uh, GCW Worst Behavior. We didn't get a chance to chat, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, you had one hell of a night. Why not? I, I think you were busy, and you were at that venue. It was crammed. I couldn't get... Wait, is that is that uh, Toronto? In Toronto. Yeah, at the Opera House. Yeah. Bro, I've never had, like, a bad fan interaction at, at a GCW event. Like, that was, like, really made me go, like, motherfucker, until, <laughs> until that event. And I thought everybody in Canada was nice, eh? You know? And, uh, like, I was, like, trying to get to the locker room. So, like, there's the front doors. And I'm the idiot that I was, like, I'm going to try to go down these set of stairs and go to the side to go to this locker room. And I went to go to the right side so that way, like, I could just stick to the wall. And I went to go, like, down the stairs. And, like, some dude shoved me back. And I, I was, like, hey, I was, like, excuse me. And, again, mind you, it's fucking packed, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm sure he thought I was just like somebody like trying to like get a better like standing point. 
but I had like my hood up and shit and he like shoved me back and I was like, are you fucking what? And luckily like one of the security guards like came over and he's like, where are you trying to go? And I was like, I'm trying to go to the fucking locker room. And the guy like looked at me, the security guard goes like, why did you shove him? And the guy's like, he's trying to, he was pushing me out of the way. And I was like, I, like, I always do like this little deal. Like, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm a short little guy. Like, please don't hurt me. I'm very fragile. Uh, but honestly, though, besides that, like, one little one dude that was just probably just stoned and drunk and respect to it, brother. Um, dude, Toronto was so sick. Canada was fucking awesome. I went. To, uh, I'm not going to say I'm the biggest fan of uh, what you guys call Timmy's. Um, oh, thank you. By the way, I'm on they, your side. They're they're dog shit. Uh, <laughs> I'll die on that. I will die on that hill. But I will sign up. I will only go to Timmy's though because I can get chocolate milk there, and that chocolate milk in Canada is fucking, <laughs> fucking good. He's right about that part. Uh, no, man, I've been very lucky to travel all over though. You know, like you said, went to Canada twice, uh, or yeah, Canada twice. I've been to England twice. Um, went to Japan, went to Mexico. So that was really cool. Um, hopefully, doing a little bit more traveling later on this year and see how it goes. Send you to Australia, you, you and Shaza can have a deportation match. Like we are all in agreement that we need to get get like take care of that situation, right? Why? Like, why we can are cut we, so we, we can we can cut this from the interview. Like absolutely, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like why are we? So we, we can just Shaza mute this part. Like they can't read my lips. Like we can just get rid of her. We can like shave her head, send her back with like a mohawk. You know the mohawk on, are over there though. Yeah, that might actually work for. Her. I thought you guys wanted to help Shaza. I'm providing solutions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's over with the government. Maybe this will get her more over. Who knows? True. True. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, when she was like on this side of the screen, like I was doing really good camera work of just being like. <laughs> we do need, you had, you had an extra chair there. We do need to like CGI somebody into that chair for you. Uh, no, it's actually the uh, location of the uh, Black Label Pro Championship while I am on Rec Twitch Mountain. Belts, yeah, fair. Yeah, just some respect. Sorry, okay. my bad. Come on, come on. You're very right, cool. Hey, you're a Panthers fan, right? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. You, why? I I thought you guys were taking CJ. No, it seemed like it seemed like it maybe at first, but then by the week of the draft, all the chatter was was Bryce Young. Yeah, we'll we'll see. They hopefully they're right. Hopefully they're right. They gave up a lot yeah. to get them. So Colts are still going to have a better record than you guys this year with Anthony Richardson. Let's go. Uh, Sorry, I mean, that's Joel, a boomer bust. We don't know the CFL like up. Uh, you know, neither do I. It's fine. Joel, yeah, Joel doesn't know CFL, so I've got to worry about that. Who, I got a friend who took me to a CFL game once. I made it to the third quarter, and I was like, "And we're done." And I walked. You're like, "When's the high spot happening?" Pretty much. <laughs> Cole, someone tried to make a, a Will Levis joke on the show on Friday talking about like slipping in the draft. Joel just completely confused as to what was happening. He, what'd you think? He was some type of like a mathematician or something. Joel, you were like, who, why is Will, why are we talking about math on this show? Math is embarrassing performance. Like, I will never, I will never prey on a uh, sport athlete's, like a, a, an athlete's downfall in their sport. But, I will say that there was like a small part of me that was like watching Will Levis like slip was like, okay, 
this this is what I needed as a person to heal. Like I needed to make sure that we as Colts did not take this guy. You know, I did not want this guy. Like, I, I like he might be a great quarterback, but uh, I need a dual threat. I need somebody that can get out of the pocket. I need a run threat with JT, with AR. And guess what? We don't have a lot of wide receivers. So that just kind of opens things up. And so, like, uh, this is like um, – this is like uh, my Shawn Michaels debut back whenever he found Christianity. I feel wholesome and back and together again. Until Will Levis kills y'all for two games a season in, in the same division. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just in saying. Tennessee. Like, like, in Tennessee. Cole, you can't, you can't, you know, these people that you don't know, you can't like pray for your downfall and stuff. Cause then the karma just comes back to get you. Karma is right. a cat sitting hey, in well, your lap because it loves yeah. you. Hey, I'm here to t- agree with you. Will Levis is going to be a great backup in the NFL. But that doesn't mean he's going to win games against the Colts as a backup. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's the guy down there still for another year. God bless his soul. Cole, we have to let you go because oh, thank half God. of your Pat time, McAfee I mean, really, coming up. your entire time was you know taken up and then you uh, kindly graced us with, with more time. Um, let everybody know where they can find you at and when the SpongeBob show will be happening. If the SpongeBob show is happening, I need a fight for sponsorship. I, you hear Sean bragging about all his money. This is the problem. Pull, pull now Sean back into this. Pull Sean when, back into this. When he's talking about all this money he's making now, know. you know, Colin's a favorite. Where's he at? Where's he at? I want to, God damn it. Do not make me message him and get his ass back on you. <laughs> Tell him out publicly. I hear that it works on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's tired of me bugging him for money. Oh, so somebody else I'll, I will publicly shame him on Twitter. All of us do. But yeah, so. Um, Nothing to plug about a SpongeBob show. Uh, yes. You never know. So if I run this show, Jeremy, are you are you, you're coming, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, assuming you 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 said you're running it in Indiana. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It'll be the same there. same venue I always run. Spent okay. uh, on Valley Sports Complex in beautiful Spencer, Indiana. We had a sweet freaking after party at the and the bars in Bloomington. Um but yeah, so you never know. I might make an announcement. I might pop up on here and make an announcement if I decide to do a little bit of a bikini bottom thing. Um, but until then, you can find me at, at Cole Radrick, C-O-L-E-R-A-D-R-I-C-K, on Instagram, Twitter, and then anytime you want, you can always find me at twitch.tv forward slash ratty daddy number forever the king then, of wreck twitch mountain yes. wrecking fools in the racing on twitch thank you cole cole thank hey, you buddy you, uh thank you for the uh 49 minute interview that was supposed to be 20 yeah uh, well, but guess what well. guess what it's yet another thing we can blame on shaza it's true hey. you can invoice shaza for the time <laughs> i Good got luck. you I got That's you. not a bad idea. That's <laughs> not a bad idea. Thank, thank you, Cole. Cole Radrick, everybody, the BOP heavyweight champion, the new BOP heavyweight. He's flipping us off that. He's really, he must have had okay, a really good a time. There's a heart. All right. Oh, man. Thanks, Cole Radrick. That was fun. That, and Cole's thanks the best. I know we, we, we just gave Shaz a lot of shit, but at least she, she took time to uh, come and, and talk shit to, to Sean Ross App for a while. So that's helpful. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, Cole, Cole's the best. Shaz is great, despite what Sean and Cole say about her. Sean just, again, he just randomly shows up on this show. Like, upsetting. He's, not a, he's never invited. Everybody else we've ever had on this show has been invited. Sean has never once been invited, and he just shows up. It's very strange. I don't know what we're doing here. I don't either. He well, we, we had other topics to talk about, Joel, but we didn't get to them. <laughs> We got like we got ten minutes. Uh, I, you want some more good news, by the way? Yeah. What happened? Apparently, Gunter. Well, at least he shared a photo of him and Ginny. It looks like they got married, or at least they're walking out in a in a full suit and and, and gown. So it looks like Ginny and and uh, Gunter may have gotten married. I saw them like dancing. I didn't know if that was their wedding, somebody else's wedding, or or what was going on there. But good on them. Good yeah, for, that's nice. Good for the Gunther. And uh, Nikki Cross submitted her master's. Uh, paper so there you go she's gonna go hopefully she's gonna go for that phd so that the interview that her and i did before elimination chamber is uh much more relevant than it was before i tried to get her to write about taylor swift and her dissertation because uh she she had an interaction public one with, with the wife on twitter and you know that topped the wedding day for the wife is interacting with nikki cross i get on it twitter and i yeah i tried to jump in and you know mentioned taylor swift because that's how it started it was about taylor swift so i think hopefully she threw in some taylor swift references in the paper i like i like those people they're good people nikki cross rules she does she does i really i she was very warm and very friendly when when we spoke i uh, her and, and natty for that matter too uh anytime people have um any negativity towards natty i think you just need to watch her talk about her love of wrestling and you'll be like oh i should stop talking about how much I don't like Natty on TV because she's very good at this. She really is. Anyway, and so is Nikki for that matter. Anyway, um, I know we talked about talking about Trinity and Impact. However, I did hear back from someone that we wanted to talk to who was there and they are hopefully going to join us on Wednesday. So I will leave it cool. at that. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that conversation. Instead, with the, min- with the, the time we have left, uh, do we want to touch on a little AW or do we want to save that maybe for Wednesday and then maybe just talk, uh, talk through the rest of this week, I guess? Uh, it feels like the AEW conversation might actually be a little bit longer, uh, so we can we we can we can hold that for now. Something will come up Wednesday. Financials are on Wednesday, Joel. Like we're gonna, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should probably. Oh, I know he's gonna be in demand. I was gonna say we should talk to Thurston. We should, but I'm sure he's doing like 500 shows with the yeah. post wrestling. Yeah, between post so. and WrestleNomics, he's going to be him. Him and uh, John Pollock are going to be running pillar to post on different uh, on different uh, uh, wrestling outlets. They're going to do like very deep dive on it too. Like if we if we had Thurston on, no, we we try to do 20 minutes and then Sean Ross Sapp comes on and, and ruins everything as usual. Um, but yeah, they would do. We'll see. I'll message Thurston. I'll see what we can do there and getting the the business of it but yeah, wednesday is gonna gonna be a day for i'm sure some some financial talk or if we're on thurston on wednesday maybe friday to when the dust settles a little bit on things uh but you hopefully the hopefully the person you reached out to for wednesday with trinity involvement we can make that happen let's let's we can go a little bit over if we need to let's talk about AEW and this is this is a joel pearl uh, shooting on his enemies here. Yeah, yeah we don't have the graphic for it. Sorry, uh, we don't have the graphic, so we use the Stephen Jensen one instead. No, uh, so over the weekend they promoted the firm deletion is going to be happening on AW Rampage. Typically, I'm just like, okay, that's cool. That's uh, 
this is a story that started on dark. It's kind of moved its way onto TV and it's moved maneuvered around. But then I noticed that it's also going to be on a special start time on Rampage because Rampage this week is going to be, I believe, at 5.30 Eastern. I think at one point it was think it's on a Saturday. Is it the Saturday? So either yeah. way, this really just kind of moves my point forward that, you know, Rampage being the place to do this firm deletion where you've spent money and time and resources and talent building a story that ends on a show where I don't know when it's on is to me not a great way to tell the story and not a great way to, to potentially finish the story. The firm deletion is going to be a match that was pre-taped at the Hardy compound. Uh, in, yeah. So Friday at five 30, according to someone in the chat. So uh, maybe. Yeah. Sorry. It is. I'm thinking of next week's show. Next week's shows on a Saturday and yeah, yeah. Firm deletion. Yeah. This week's Friday and at five 30. It's just been moved around a bunch of my, my, my point here is like, is, kind of like what are we doing here and is this really the best way that you can promote a show like rampage which you know numbers aside is not necessarily seen as like must see tv but this is again the culmination of a fairly long-term story arc so jeremy i want your i want your opinion i want your ideas when it comes to a firm deletion and b airing it on a, a rampage that's not on at its normal time and normally could be a great anchor spot if it was going to be on the normal friday at 10 p.m eastern I think this match is a way to get people to maybe tune in for, for Rampage at its, you know, abnormal time because otherwise look, Rampage has just kind of become what it's become, right? Like it's, there's not, it's a taped show. So people know what's going to happen beforehand if they want to read the spoilers and everything, especially during the playoff season, it's going to move around and stuff. And it's, it's very much become a very secondary show. The Some of the deletion stuff with the firm and the Hardys like, has taken place on Dynamite. I actually, like a good chunk of it with Stokely and Hook and Jeff Hardy's return and everything. I just don't think this is a match they want to dedicate time to on Dynamite because it's probably going to be a longish match, probably like 25 minutes or so. It, it, I assume maybe there's going to be commercial breaks and everything, but the, pro- the, the the cinematic matches, they usually take up a good bit of time. And I don't think they want to spend 25 minutes you know, putting that on, on dynamite when they have so much other stuff to fill on dynamite. And you're talking about the, the live audience having to sit there for a cinematic match on television taping and things like that. Like, it's just, I, I don't think it's very conducive for, for the audience when it, when it comes to that stuff. Um, so I think that's why it is on Rampage is because, okay, it's already a taped show. This is a taped thing. Let's just air it on Rampage. And I do think like it is a way to, whether it works or not, I don't know because the, the time thing is going to be going to be what it is anyway. But it is a way for, you know, to, a, a hook for Rampage of like, hey, you get to see the, the cinematic match. I think the bigger thing on this is, more or less about rampage and stuff it's like they're probably gonna put this thing on youtube like the whole uncut thing on youtube and that's where they're really gonna make whatever bank they can make out of out of this match and it's not even so much about rampage which is where it's at which is going to be where it's at if they add the second show collision it, rampage is just it's the secondary show at this point i think there are other motives when it comes to why the firm deletion is is airing when it's airing and the show it's airing on remember when the hardys did the impact the first deletion 
And yes. remember how they remember how they built up hype for this? Do you remember what they did? What Impact did? They Vaguely, sent the, they sent the match to a bunch of tastemakers and influencers in the wrestling sphere. Had them watch right. and react to it. And some wrote articles afterwards. Some posted like, "This is my live reaction to this match." Da da da. Just to get, they got a lot of buzz out of it. I wonder if that would have worked this time around as well. Um, Who's to say they don't do that? They still got this entire week to send it. They've already filmed it. They do. I feel like if they wanted to do it, they would have sat on the match a little longer, sent it out earlier. Like I feel like the time things would have been stretched out a little bit more, maybe even an extra week, so that you can show it on whichever TV. Oh, I guess you could do it on on Dynamite. Be like these reactions and more on YouTube or whatever. You could do it. You're right. I I don't think they will, but. I wondered if maybe they wanted to go that route again because it worked. It did. It, it got a whole lot of people talking, you know, about five or six years ago when they did that deletion. Was that five? No, it was almost 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. The first deletion match was a while ago. It was, uh, no, it was, it was closer to five years than it was 10. It was, it was probably five years. Um, Matt Hardy was in WWE like five years ago. I feel like he came in. It was 2018. I think. I'm terrible with time. I think everybody knows this, but by this point, no, he came, he came back in 2017 because 2016 was WrestleMania 32. They were back by 33. So in 2016, which would have been six years ago, that's when they were doing the deletion stuff. As far as I can remember, was six years ago. Is that is the math math in there? I think so. This is what people come for, right? Mm. Math is dumb. Seven years ago, that was seven years ago. Um, okay. Anyway, the the point I'm trying to make is that they have an opportunity to maybe revisit that promotional tactic. Because one thing AEW loves to do is rely on social media and rely on the internal wrestling discourse to kind of fuel um, some of their promotional tools. And it's not always a bad thing. Uh, I know that sometimes we talk about, you know, moving outside of the bubble to maybe increase your audience awareness. But this is one time where like, Honestly, internally, it'd probably get over pretty well. People would enjoy it. Or or, or those who don't enjoy it, and just don't show the reaction. Or you do, and you're, you kind of laugh at them because, you know, it's, it's not what they wanted, but it's still a different point of view. As long as they're not being, like, completely tearing it apart, this is the worst shit ever, they can say, you know, this isn't for me, but. So, I don't know. That's just kind of where my brain is at in terms of promotion. I think the reactions, if they did this, which they, they're probably not going to. I think it's a good idea, though. Uh, I think the reaction would probably be generally favorable just because they do these matches. You know, Matt how- knows how to do these matches. He knows how to put in like the comedy stuff. This has been sort of a comedy ish storyline anyway, in a lot of aspects. Uh, Stokely is great in these type of roles. They, they, they just know what they're doing with it. And we haven't had one in AEW, like one, uh, a hardy compound type of match. So, I think it would probably the reactions to it would probably be good, and the people they send it to would probably have good reactions off of it. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to they're going to air it, they're going to hype it as best they can, and then it's really going to be like the YouTube reaction is what's going to be the biggest thing for it. Yeah, exactly. And you could have the, the match run throughout the entirety of Rampage, or have it go in and out of the show. Have it be the beginning of the show have a match in the arena and then come back to it here and there. I don't know. What do you think? It, it kind of anchors down the hour of rampage. I want it to air. I, I guess it's the, probably the NHL playoffs are on Friday. 
it should air like during intermission of like the NHL playoffs and everything. I don't hate that. That's what I want. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I would I would do something like that. But either way, I just I wanted to bring it up because I know there's there's always so much more AEW stuff that comes up throughout the week. But that's kind of the first thing I thought of when I saw the the promotion from AEW for the uh, for the firm deletion. I think the match will be fun. I think it'll be um, well cut, well put together. I just kind of questioned why it was going to be at the time and date that they picked, uh, and I wanted to kind of pick your brain on it. So it's good good little conversation to finish out tonight. It's the uh, or finish out today draft night two very quickly. Anything else tonight that you're looking forward to or anyone that you're looking forward to seeing drafted somewhere? Has anything else been announced for tonight? It's just draft night, too. I don't know if there's matches or anything. I, yeah. I don't actually know what's on this show. I'm looking forward to the free agents. that They seem to get the best deal because they can work whatever show they want. Looking forward to whoever's left over as a free agent after the draft tonight. Brock Lesnar, number one pick. Number one pick, Brock Lesnar tonight. There we go. Yeah, I don't see anything here other than the uh, other than the draft. Cody Rhodes, I think Cody Rhodes, assuming he's on the show, I think he's got to do a hell of a promo to. And well, he's Cody Rhodes; he probably will do a hell of a promo. I think he has to do a hell of a promo to get this world heavyweight title thing to to mean a little bit something. When all he talked about was the WWE title. Yeah, we'll see where they go. This is going to be a, uh, a, a a hopefully good second half of the draft. It feels like this will be when Raw kind of gets their their feet back because after the first round or after the first night, it felt like SmackDown picked up a lot of winners, a lot of strong suitors. Uh, but we'll see. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good night, good night of wrestling. I hope three hours of it starting tonight. And uh, yeah, I got nothing else. Jeremy, plug the stuff. Let's go home. I don't know what we're plugging. Stay stay here to Fightful Overbooked. We have great shows. Uh, like Tag Talk at Mondays, 3 p.m. Eastern, coexisting Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern. New episode of Strong Style with the, the birthday girl, Cher Delaware, is up on Five Overbooked right now. Everybody can go check that out. Uh, Joel and Kate at 8 on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, FMC on Tuesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. And I think that's a new, new episode of New Japan Bread Club went up last week. There will be another new episode that, the following week, uh, next week. And yeah, uh, we, we got a lot of stuff happening at, at Fight Flower Booked. And uh, this is a, the first show kind of done, but uh, big shouts to, to Will Washington. Um, you know, he, he's departing Fightful. He's moving on to uh, other things, bigger, better things, I hope. And, you know, Will Washington has, has been, he was part of uh, the initial kind of Fightful Overbooked when we, we first started doing this. Uh, he, he told the story about he wanted to do a Dynamite review. I told him, you're Will Washington, you do whatever the hell you want. And he did that. That that got promoted, rightfully so, to the, to the main channel. And now, you know, Will has just been, he's been in this podcasting space for a very long time. And we worked directly on some stuff, but even just indirectly listening to Will talk, uh, you, you learn a lot from him and i hope everybody was able to can learn from will in one type of way or not and i said this like not only a great person to have in the wrestling just like media space just a great person overall uh father husband friend so big shouts to, to will washington yeah absolutely i echo those sentiments and uh we are we, we are gonna miss him on Fightful, but at the same time there's uh there's i think great stuff coming up for will so good luck to will on his future endeavors. I know that's such a cheesy line, but you know, looking forward to Will uh, telling everyone 
his his next th- I'm gonna pop up. I'm just gonna pop up at his new job, wherever that might be, and just go, Will Washington. And then he's gonna have me kicked out of the building immediately. We're gonna say like the boss just being like, the hell is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> you'll just be like, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> and that'll be that. Uh, we're going to be back here on Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, as we always are. Uh, we're going to have some guests. We're going to talk about the wrestling as we are. And uh, you'll have your morning coffee or whatever, you, whatever you're going to drink or eat in the morning if you're Sean Ross Appet's eggs. Uh, to put some paprika on your eggs, okay? I'm Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.